they? Elliott, off to the races. Can they catch him? No, they can't. Touchdown. Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Haskins spreading out, sets up deep. Over the middle. Touchdown, Buckeyes. Fields has time. Watches downfield. It's Olave. He's got a touchdown. Ohio State. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a Christmas edition of the QB Draw. We've tried to record this a few times. I'll take the blame on uh, not getting it out sooner. But uh, just want to break down signing day. We got Jack back on the show again. Um, I'm guessing we'll preview uh, preview the playoff game slash uh, public execution uh, next episode. But for now, we're just going to go through some more lows of the program. Uh, how are y'all doing? I'm actually glad that we we took a few days on this one because, like, I think, like, it, it, it's a lot to process in a day like that, like National Signing Day. I think National Signing Day is just becoming one of, just in general, the worst days in the sports calendar just because of how, like, epic Reddit almost the entire internet gets that day and like of course like from an Ohio State like it's it, perspective it's just it's sour grapes now but like yep. man like there is something just so inherently I think screwed up about like all these stories that leak about like kids who have already signed their national letter of intent and like you've got these creepy 45 year old men like calling them being like hey hey son like take take my <laughs> off it's like come also, on like Peyton Bowen yeah like you Dude, that's insane. That is ridiculous. I have never seen anything like <laughs> well, that. Well, again, like it, that just that just opens up Peyton Bowen's situation like that. Like, I hate to be the slippery slope guy, but that just opens up the bag of fucking like that, that's Pandora's box, right? Like back in the day, like, well, first of all, back in the day, sign like an offer, and once you committed, like it meant something. Now flipping is cool. That man physically signed his national letter of intent. It went in, it processed. And it technically, like, I think that he should, like, burn a transfer because of that. Because, like, yeah. it, it's just, it, it, again, like, it's just, a it, like, what's when does recruiting stop at this point? And it, it also, like, the answer is recruiting stops the day that guys are drafted, right? Like, yeah. Uh, then, you yeah, know, it's like, like if Ohio State takes this Maryland transfer, is, like, Jelani Thurman going to be in the portal the next day? Like, I don't know. It, it, Wait, we're like, we're could, we're leading for a transfer. Yeah, uh, we're one. in the top yeah. two with whoa with Bama. Uh, so I'm not. Oh, never mind. I take but. that back. Yeah. <laughs> no longer. We well, we've got a, a pretty good track record of going head to head with uh, with tight ends on uh, with Bama. Right. Uh, we just lost Ty Lockwood or whatever the fuck his name is. But again, that guy like, sucks. That there guy is some, sucks. There's something to be said too about like you know obviously it's just like whatever. Who knows what these kids are going to become? Obviously it sucks like losing a guy like Kane Lee. But there's also a chance that like Kane Lee is going to be in the portal twelve months from I, now. I, right, I, I personally. I personally don't think Kane Lee is very good. I'm more mad about what it represents. Like, yeah, that we're, that we're getting our, like, obviously we'll get into the money issues because that's really the crux of this whole thing. But the fact that we're just getting, like, outbid so easily by Auburn, even if it's for a kid who I think is a very replaceable type of player, it's still just a bad look. Um, yeah. I think yeah. also, also like, it's a, it's a, like, 
it's a, a shitty day, a day that ended shitty, but like, I think the whole on a whole, right? Like you can take a look at it and find some positives within this class. Obviously the wide receiver it, class it's is 20 really good players. It's just not, there's whole, like they, we were talking about it before me and Jack were talking about it before we started recording. They signed zero defensive ends. Yeah. Like I, it's just not a complete class by any sense. Although uh, Josh, Josh Mickens is really Josh Mickens he's kind of defensive end. He's like 225 pounds. He's yeah. a and he's a yeah, he's a small kid. I will say I I think I he's good. I I don't have a problem with what's going on in terms of paying the recruits to come to your school. I just hate that it is happening to the team I root for because yeah. the team I root for I I believe has or should have more resources than any other program in the country. I believe Ohio State just they the do. University, they're just being like not allocated to paying players right like, now. Like the university, I believe is the they're the fourth. I don't know if wealthiest is the word, but I'll use it. Wealthiest public school behind Texas A and M. We saw how that worked out. Michigan makes sense, and Virginia. Virginia doesn't care about football. Texas A&M, as long as Jimbo's there, isn't going to do shit. So it's you and Michigan that basically have unlimited money every year. Well, and you're just and then, choosing not to use it. it. Well, then you look at, like, if you look at that from the perspective of it, not to, like, talk about Michigan too much, but, like, damn, they're also having a pretty pathetic performance in the in the recruiting. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Um, no, and thank God they are, because what happens if they actually start recruiting well at some point? Like, yeah. then well, we're just totally fucked. Their whole thing will always <laughs> land back on the, like, oh, we're never going to get too into the recruiting thing because, you know, our school's so great and stuff like Fuck that. Off. Like, You're a public school. Fuck yeah. off. Just I, like every I think, other school. I think the thing, like, the difficult thing is, right, and I know I mentioned it on a pod before, but the real issue here is that, you know, you've got great success with Brian Hartline, but it seems like nobody else is listening to what like Brian Hartline went into Fort Lauderdale, Florida and came out with the bell of the ball. Like that's that's not something to turn your nose up at. But at the same time, it's like nobody else had similar results. I guess Justin Fry did had an all right day like but like, I mean, the, the whiffing on all three defensive ends that that we had our eyes on was pathetic um but you know cornerbacks like again like we got two of them but like we're not we're not seeing the results that we saw back in the urban meyer era and like by the way it's a cornerback class where they wanted four corners they got two really good corners they just yeah i like i like them both oh i love both of those players they're they just again i'll say it again the players in this class are very very good players it's just not a complete class yeah and, and and this is something where, like, you could look at this and be like, oh, it's not a complete class, but at least, like, you know, if they were busting their ass in the transfer portal or something like that, you could understand, right? Like, even right, if but they they're turning their nose up at guys because they don't want to hurt feelings. It's just – Yeah. Well, again, you, you don't have the cornerback depth to not take a guy like Fentrell Cypress. Not on. even the depth. You don't have the top-end starters from what we've seen this year. Yeah. Like, you well, don't have coaching. any – or the, coaching. or the coaching. There's a better yeah. corners coach on staff that is coaching the safeties. Yeah. I don't get it. What does Tim Walton do? It's been said a hundred times. I do they think he's so bad this year. I think we're in like a, a, a purgatory area where like we backed our like if we don't get into the playoff, I think it's easier to do staff realignment now than it is like 
where you actually have a game you have to focus on. So like you've got you've got to keep continuity. But like I do think there are conversations obviously to be had around the staff like moving forward, like like the, the cornerback coaching and stuff like that. Like let's let's just cut cut some people loose. Um, you know, it, it like it's just it's getting to the point where it's like I'm apathetic to the whole thing. Like, and I've never been that way with Ohio State football before, where it's just like there's just this feeling of apathy. Like we're gonna they be like, killed me. They killed me. We're gonna be like the sixth best team in the country for like the next I don't know fucking fifty years or something like that. Like disappointing. It's, it's, yeah, you're, you're never gonna get above that. You're never gonna get below really second in the Big Ten behind Michigan. Like, and there's gonna be years where you beat them and it's great. And like, but like you're still we're 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 enter re-entering sort of that trestle era where it's like you see the the difference of the top end to us, like the Florida when we used to play the Floridas, the LSUs, the Texases, like, and you'd see that speed difference. It's just different, like it, it's just a talent difference now where it's like anytime and, and you know you, you add new elements to what you're looking at right like it's not like the trestle era where it's just like like oh wow they just didn't have the juice like this team should have the juice they just don't have the coaching and they don't have um the balls around the program to do the things that are required to to beat teams like this like i, I saw people talking about yesterday how does the team that beat you know that Alabama team, right, in 2014, 2015, whatever fuck year it was, come into the, like, you know, you're seven years later and you feel like we've lost the plot entirely. Like, every they, they have, they have. It's, you can obviously, Ryan Day and Urban Meyer were different coaches, but for all his, for all his faults, I don't think Urban Meyer is a good person at all. I think he was a good coach, but he still underachieved while at Ohio State. I'll stand on that. Yeah, no, definitely. He did. He knew the importance of recruiting. If he was coaching and recruiting for this cycle, he would not have left this class without Caleb Downs and one of the DNs. Ohio State at some point was in the lead. All the experts said we were supposed to get two two of the three DNs, if not all three. Right. Plus Caleb Downs. You're in the lead at some point for all four of these guys. You don't get one of them. I get it. Ryan Days, he's, you know, he's not a complete recruiter. He's like a quarterback skill position guy, but Larry Johnson, man, I love you, but the last couple of years there hasn't been production, so I'm going to give you a slight slight benefit of the doubt because you could recruit, but it seems like he lost his fastball. I think next year's year's it for him. Like I think, I think that's, I mean, you know, like you, he gets to get JT Tuimaloao and possibly Jack Sawyer to the league, and that's when we cut it loose and say goodbye. Like thanks for everything. I mean, what fucking 85 years old, like um yeah there's nothing wrong with riding in the sun like retiring you know you're old it's i'm i'm uh, not i'm not as mad about losing mateo as i am damon wilson agreed i think i i I don't think mateo is as mateo is not the pass rusher in my opinion that wilson and keely are losing i mean obviously they lost wilson because uga had the massive nil deal um and I guess do you guys just want to get into that. Um, yeah. You mind mind if I go on a little rant right here? Sure. Sort of laying go it for out. It. For, so, so for our listeners, I think there are two sort of major problems with Ohio State's NIL approach, and they're both just completely hamstringing the program. One is uh, that 
there the administration does not want to or has been resistant up to this point as uh, to offer recruits upfront uh, NIL deals, basically cash for commitments, which is what every other powerhouse in the country is doing. Oregon, Georgia, Bama, list goes on. Obviously, Notre Dame's not, and you know it could be worse today. I guess we could be Notre Dame because um, they got their class got completely gutted on signing day. Uh, the other issue, and honestly, in my opinion, might be the bigger issue, is that the collectives at Ohio State and these collectives across the country, it, they're the key in all of these NIL uh, sort of operations. It has to be the collectives because the school, for as little enforcement there is, I, I don't think anyone can cross the line of the school directly being involved in, in inducements. Um, Ohio State's collectives are just run by clowns. Like Brian Sean seems oh, like is is a complete clown. It, the The figure was that they the foundation raised eight or three million dollars in eighteen months, which is just ridiculous considering the alumni the the wealth the alumni base has and the fandom that exists for Ohio State and just how how many like rich Ohio State fans there are around Columbus and around the country and around the, like, how do you, how do you end up with $3 million after eight months? That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I don't think the other two are doing much better. Um, there needs to be a professional behind Ohio State's uh, NIL operation until there is, it's just going to be more of the same. So I think a couple of things are at play with this. Like, again, like Ohio State obviously was pretty late breaking to the wave of NIL. I think they it caught them sort of off guard because they had their own NIL before NIL was legal. Um, I, I don't think I'm telling any school tales out of school with that one. Like it was pretty well known that Ohio state had this machine going. Um, I think, I don't think as, I don't think they had a machine as robust as ones in the South, but I, I definitely agree that they had something, you know? Yeah. Like, but again, like, you know, I think it's time to like get back to the roots a little bit. And I think some of it has to come down to like inability to fundraise speaks to lack of faith in the leader, which again, you should not like the, the worst bag men in America right now are the ones that are screaming and yelling that I'm the bag men online. Right. If you wanted to find Nick Saban or like Brian Schadstein. Yes, asshole. He's like begging fans for like ten dollars. It's like it's, yeah, it's ludicrous. That's not how this works. And, and again, like like that's the kind of stuff that keeps the big donors away, right? But like the big donors, in my opinion, right, probably looking at the program and saying, like, what is the point, right? Like what what like we don't have the faith it, like that speaks to a faith in the lack of leadership, right? That is a Ryan day who has the inability to go into a room with, you know, Ohio state alum. Like you need to find a guy that Ohio state alum like love and trust, right. For all right. of his faults, right. Like urban Meyer went in and became beloved to the entire Ohio state fan base, the entire Ohio. Or at state least like the red, like the clogged arteries, like, you know, car dealership, like especially that crowd. He knew how to schmooze. Simple as that. He knew how yeah. to schmooze. Yeah. And that's that's something that I don't think Ryan Day necessarily knows how to do. He's not having good conversations with the right people. And that's the problem. And like that's where I think also, 
you know, if he had surround, if he surrounded himself with people who are beloved by the program, right? Like Brian Hartline's entering that territory, but like, like we need to be going out and getting guys that these people love, right? Like, you know, go out and find former players that are like actually talented at what they do and like bring them back and, and welcome them back into the program. Like that to me, it would like with, with your, you know, graduate assistant spots and stuff like that, rather than hiring, you know, whoever Ryan day owed money that day, like, you know, like their, their interns, um, you know, let's go hire some guys with some juice and, and some chops. And like, again, even if they don't have ties to Ohio state, like if they go, if they've got, you know, the ability, proven the ability to recruit and to coach at a D one level, like we should not be crying poor over this. And like, no. I think at this point, Ryan day has to remake that staff or he is going with them. Right. Like I think, you know, Michigan, like, you know, had their flaws for a lot of the Harbaugh era and, they came to Jim right before COVID and they said, you know, you've got to redefine your whole thing or you're out and essentially, right. So he fires his deep coordinator, his offensive coordinator, and he goes and finds guys that can, that can win. And great it's hires, great hires, as much as I hate to admit it, great hires. But, you know, we, you know, and, and I really liked hiring Knowles and I think Knowles is a guy who's worth sticking by, but I think he needs to go out and find somebody similar on the offensive side of the ball, right? Like it, you know, even if you, you're eventually going to have to elevate Heartline, but you need at least somebody else in there with, a, with, you know, who has seen outside of the Ohio State program and understands, you know, football in a larger context and can help play calling and can help scheme things up because there's not a whole lot of that going on right now. And that's a fucking problem when you've got an athletic advantage like Ohio state has on like, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, particularly for you not to be fucking finding it in creating mismatches. And like, you know, even when push comes to shove, just letting athletes make football plays is just pathetic. And I think it's something that needs to get fixed immediately otherwise we're just going to be here forever can i share a uh, a few departing thoughts before i go yeah yeah reaching all bases so first thing i think in my opinion the only coach that is 100 teflon you shouldn't even consider firing even if there's a new regime is heartline you know Knowles is Knowles was great he obviously had his you know i guess downfall in the michigan game but I mean, save Rabel or Fickle, or there's a new I, I head coach. I still trust him long-term. Right. No, that's yeah. fair. That's fair, but if a new coach comes in and decides he's not the guy, okay, I think Heartline's is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. Second, uh, Larry Johnson and Tony Alford. Got to pick it up. I don't know if they will. They might be a little over the hill. But uh, while we're talking about recruiting, obviously Heartline did his job. The receivers are unreal. I think Noah Rogers is the best in the class. But I think Brandon Innes is good enough to start next year, although I don't know if it'll happen because how often do you see freshmen starting? But second thing on recruiting is I really like the cornerbacks. I think Jermaine's, uh, Jermaine Matthews and Calvin Simpson Hunt, they're both very good. I hope they they have three or four years under a new coach. And then finally, NIL. That stupid fuck, and I hope he hears this, Brian Schottenstein followed me on Twitter today after six or seven different call-outs, calling him a pussy, you know, asking what he does, whatever. So if he somehow hears this, Ryan, I want you to know that you are broke. Your family isn't broke, but you are broke, and they don't trust you with money <laughs> because you're a piece of shit. Second, Zach Smith. Brother, you can't even pay child support. How are you going to fund this? 
I, I hereby challenge Zach Smith to either a duel or a fucking fist fight. Please, let's set up the rings. I'll get my gloves and I'll just kick your fucking ass. All right, I got to go. Thanks, fellas. That was, that was great, brother. Yeah. Peace great. out. Yeah. Have a good yeah. one, boys. Yeah. What a great way to end the fiscal year. Yeah, I can't put it better than that. Uh, I, I forgot Zach Smith pretended he's going to save this situation somehow. Yeah, that's that's I mean, a real problem. It, I, I think that... Yeah, it's, a, it's such a bad look for him to be involved with this shit. I mean, like, first of all, he's not going to do anything. Exactly. Like, like he, he, it'd be one thing if he was a bad person who, like, actually was going to do something about this. Like, then you, you grin and, and uh, you know, accept it probably because all of these, you know, NIL collectives are run by probably horrible people. But, like, he he's such a, like, he's not going to do anything. It's Zach Smith. No. We know what he is. Like, like, what are we talking about here, man? Yeah. Like, He's a complete. Like what robot. money is Zach Smith gonna bring in? Like, yeah, and who's gonna be giving Zach Smith money? Like again, he's the guy that if you like lent him, you know, lent him money to go start up an NIL thing, he'd be driving a, a Hellcat, you know, next. Yeah, and like and he'd you know, be talking about like, that. oh, it's for the it's it's to project a image of strength, you know. Yeah, again, like you need to get like there needs to be some sort of a purge with this thing. And like, we need to get back to our roots and, and weed out like guys like Zach and guys like Brian and like get in some guys. Who, like again, like we need guys who can move in silence and, and like, and again, like you need to be able to build relationships with these kids so that a Damon Wilson who allegedly had great relationships with Larry and with the staff can come to you and say, hey, guys, want to come here, but this is the number that we need to match. And you need to have somebody behind the scenes, i.e. Ryan Day or somebody who can put him in the conversation with somebody who's going to be able to match that, right? Or come up with the funding to match that in some context. Or also, I, yeah, I want to say, that, like, there's been some, like, a lot of sort of suggestion from, Ohio State writers, and I get what they're saying, that this isn't Ryan Day's fault, it's an administration problem, and I get that, it is, but the problem is is that it seems like Ryan Day is, like, at least publicly, is fine with them being like that. Like, he's doubled down, he's tripled down, like, the signing day press conference, the quotes that were coming, I just wanted someone to cut his mic, it was hard to, hard to listen to him talk about, like, he's basically secular Davo at this point with this stuff, yeah. Like, just talking about, like, the right way, blah, 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 well, on and on and on. That speaks to the larger problem, and I think it's just that he knows that they're his only hope here, right? Like, the results aren't going to improve, so he's just hoping getting to the playoff and things like that and speaking highly of the, the the you know, the administration is going to let let them keep his job. And, and he might be right because, you know, we live in a crazy era and we're entering a, a, a potential recession. So buyouts become difficult, but like it just, as a fan, it's very disheartening. Um, you know, I just was reminded of Austin Novosad who came up on the, uh, on, on my, um, you know, Twitter while I was just scrolling through it. And like, how the hell did you not like that kid was committed to Baylor. I think Keen holes is better. I, I, I agree with you, but again, like, for a guy, again, QBU, we were told that there was right. no chance that that kid was leaving Baylor, right? And, like, right. that's where 
like, and again, like now the QBU thing's starting to look a little funny in the light. You know, I guess Devin Brown was pretty good. And, but like, you don't have Rayola anymore. And how many guys did you say no to? Fuck, because... we're not recording. Oh, wait. Yes, we are. Here I'm we a are. dumbass. Guys... <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that in there. Yeah. How, how many guys did you say no to because Rayola told you, like, when he was 15 years old that he was. Right, saying... Jane Davis. And like, I, like, Jane Davis. Jane Davis, like, running for, like, three touchdowns and throwing for two more in, like, the shoe as a Michigan Wolverine against us is going to kill me a little bit. Well, again, because Jaden Davis is the fucking – he's the ideal Ohio State quarterback of old, yeah. right? Like, And they – you know, again, they haven't redone the running game to the point where you don't need an athlete. Exactly. Like, don't tell me Kyle McCord is going to, like, be able to run these, like – zone read play like oh my god dude just everything about this makes no sense right now um the last the last point i'll make before we get out of here and i think this really just sums this whole thing up is lincoln keenholz verbatim said that wisconsin offered him wisconsin was the nil uh, not wisconsin washington, washington who he yeah. was previously committed to was the nil pick and like how are you ohio state football in my opinion, you know, maybe not like you, you can I mean, argue like the football, you can argue the football history, but in terms of like the total package resources, all of that, like the single most complete like football program in, in the history, in college football history, and like to be being outbid by Washington with Kalen DeBoer, I mean, it's just a joke. I, I think there's like part of that that could be even fucking sadder is that there's a chance that he was being coached to say that by like Ryan Day and the team. Like, right. being like hey, guy, like make sure you mention you're a character guy because Ryan Day said all these guys that are here are here for the right reasons and stuff like that. He thinks that sounds cute, but I don't know. There is There is a level to the like, I get it, right? Like you want guys that are not just there for NIL because guys that are just there for NIL are going to transfer when things don't go well, and you're seeing that across the country. But yeah, like, it's about targeted. It's about targeted shots. Like that, I said, but it Ohio State should not be worried about guys. Like again, if Ohio State has the ability and the talent on the roster, and and you know, ten years worth of classes to be like, listen, man, if you don't want to be here, don't fucking come, right? But they're not mm -hmm. doing that. And like, again, they're not being like, you know, they're not being as aggressive as they should be. And they should be looking at some of these kids and saying, like, you know, I think South Florida, like targeting South Florida kids is difficult because like they're being told whatever they want to hear by a bunch of people. And like, again, like I think there's a fundamental mismatch of of of, uh, of resources when you're going in. And you're not doing well with these recruits, but this is the entirety of your class is being built on your ability to swing guys from Florida, to swing guys from California, to swing guys from Texas of these states that that have programs within them with money like you. You need to figure out what you're doing there. And like, you know, I, I think it's time for them to get back to the drawing board a little bit. And, you know, I think it will help as Glenville and other programs in Ohio get more talent. Like once you, when you're solidifying those walls, like that'll be the big one next year is the kid from, from Glenville. 
the cornerback there. If he doesn't go to Ohio State. Aaron West or Bryce West or something. This thing's fucking over. There's one named Bryce. There's one named Aaron. I know one of their last names is West. I don't know the other one's name. If if they don't both go to Ohio State, then this thing's fucking over. Like, yeah, you know, the 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 shine of this whole thing is over. You know, if we can't lock down Ohio, which again we did a pretty good job of this year, I don't, I can't be upset with that. But like, you know, as we move forward and these these NIL things happen, like we need to get better at getting the right kids in, and again, like having a story to tell, be like, hey, listen. We got these these kids. We really like the way that they they play. And then you know, if you turn a couple four stars into high draft picks, then you have the the clout to say like, hey, listen, trust me on this one. We don't need quarterback X. We can get what we need with quarterback Y and Z. You know, and but we're we're not there yet because we haven't developed talent well enough lately uh, outside of the receiver position. Yeah, that definitely. Um. Yeah, that's it for me. You got anything else? No. Um, just, you know, we'll talk again this week, I think. Uh, or yeah, we'll do a preview. We'll preview. do a, we'll preview yeah. the Georgia game. And then we'll which do Which I uh, will be there in person for. So, you know. Live on the field. Ne- press pass. I've never attended a game that Ohio State has lost. So, I'm not feeling confident hey. that streak will stay, but it's something. There, It's going to be wild. If they win that game, it's going to be fucking wild, man. Um, yeah we'll have to eat words but again i'll be happy to eat words um yeah yeah well with that said merry christmas to all happy holidays to all who don't observe uh and go bucks go bucks